what's up, people? Welcome to the Chrysalis Smoke Sesh. Chris has got one more week off this week. He's busy doing a lot of shit, so uh, the past two weeks he hasn't been able to do it. Um, he's off in New York City at an undisclosed location right now, so we uh, we'll be missing him today. But uh, we got Danny Nelson to fill in, and uh, he's going to come on in uh, fifteen minutes or so. And cheers to all my wonderful friends out there. I love you. Thank you for joining me and joining the sesh. We hope uh, all you guys are okay out there. Um, I don't know, man. It's finally spring here in New York. The weather's beautiful. High 50s, beautiful sunshine, blue skies. Uh, I uh, killed my hangover hanging out outside today. It was a great day, and uh, I stayed outside as much as possible. Played with the Barracuda quite a bit today. Changed the plugs, cap, rotor, wires, tuned up the carb. Everything looks, uh, everything looks like it's working pretty good. Got to do a little more fine-tuning tomorrow, and then we are out and burning rubber, baby. I can't wait. So, um, yeah, so uh, Jimmy Forster says that IB is dad slam. Well, yeah, so we are. Still the best slam band there is, so it doesn't matter. We are the kings. We always will be the kings until I die. So, anyway, we've got Danny Nelson up, man. Danny is a funny dude. I've known Danny a long time. I am so looking forward to talking to Danny. He is the man. I'm sure he will bring some levity to our situation here. So, um, you know, that's awesome. What's the weather like by everybody? Look, Jason Reynolds says it's 52 in Toledo, the glass capital of the world. Uh, that's awesome, dude. 52 is nice. You can't complain about that. Um, Phil, I need parts for my Barracuda. We, we might have to talk. Um, so, um, Corey, what's up, man? Raphael, what's up, brother? Boy, we got a lot of people here. Hope you guys are ready for a fun sesh. It's going to be fun. Uh, Billy Rubino, what's up? I didn't see you at all today. I was playing with Greyhounds most, a lot of times today, and uh, we had a good time shooting people. Hope you're having a good time, so uh, whatever. Oh, my God. Three hours getting a COVID vaccine. Brandon, man, that's a lot of work, man. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. I don't wait on lines. And it's not because I'm somebody important or special. I, as a principal, I don't wait on lines. It drives my wife crazy. So, um, yeah, I don't wait on lines. I just don't. I leave. So it could be a life or death situation. Sir, if you don't get the shot, you will die. I'll be like, there's three people online. I am not fucking waiting. I've got too much shit to do. So, anyway, um, whatever. Oh, wow, look, Lorinda's joining us. Awesome. Tossie's here. Oh, it's 80 degrees. Yeah, of course. You know, it's 80 degrees where he is. All right, we're not there yet, but soon we'll have 50 degrees, about 30 degrees more, and it'll be, it'll be 80 here. So, um, you know, whatever. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait for summer. I can't wait to wear shorts and a T-shirt. That is, like, my jam. That's my happy place. I'm going to put on my fucking dad shorts and everything else and be really happy and drive my car and play music. Looks like Europe closed themselves for the summer, so I, we're not going to be in Europe. I'm still holding out hope for America. I don't know what's going to happen. We're supposed to have a tour in August, full tour. We'll see what happens. I don't, it's not looking good, um, but we'll see. You know, people are getting vaccinated, so it might happen. Um, we'll see what happens, you know. 
50s in Wisconsin, 57 in Philly. That's not bad. The pollution adds like three degrees. So I think it's it's like 52 up here at five degrees, and you get 57 in Philly from the pollution. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what do you got? Uh, it looks like snow, freshly fallen snow is melting in Switzerland. That's good. Happy to hear that. Um, you know, oh, Switzerland in spring. That must be awesome. Have I ever played in spring? Only in summer. I think only in summer, never in spring. I would like to go in spring where things are just getting in bloom. Oh, man, that must be awesome. All right, uh, this one's for Howard Burton since he has to remind me of our sponsor. See, I don't remember these things because I'm not a pot smoker. So we are sponsored by BrutalGlass.com, BrutalGlass.com, BrutalGlass.com for all your smoking lamp needs. If you'd like to smoke marijuana and you love death metal, check out BrutalGlass.com. It's right up your alley. They've got some sick shit. It's going to be crazy. They've got crazy shit stuff. Um, am I drinking anything good? Yes, I'm drinking something fantastic. Um, Baker's 7-year-old. Um, 107 proof, very good, tasty, smooth. It's got that nice spicy bourbon taste with a little bit of sweetness to it. I really like it. Um, yeah, you know, I got to watch. I, I can't drink too much, but, um, tonight I'm, I'm trying to stay sober on the session. <laughs> I noticed I watched last week's session. I, towards the end, I was, uh, I was, uh, slurring a little bit. So, uh. Not very good. Uh, Brandon asks, when are we going to get Ross Dolan on the set? I will, dude. Um, those guys don't do much Facebooking, and they don't do much. They're on Instagram, but it's it's hard to get in touch with them. But I will get in touch, and we will get Ross on. Um, you know, we're going to get – we're going to definitely get somebody from Pyrexia on, and we got a couple of other people that we're working on getting on, you know um, – just takes time with scheduling, and we don't want to inundate, have guests every week. Sometimes we don't want to have guests. So, um, you know, we got to space things out, but we'll get there. Um, I want to wish a happy birthday to Maureen's son, Keegan, uh, 16 years old, I believe. Unbelievable. 16 years old. Oh, my God. If my kids were 16, I would shoot myself, which is coming in four years so I guess I gotta get ready to shoot myself so uh you know what are you gonna do uh anyway you guys are excited for Danny I'm I'm excited too I hope our Skype connection works we had some trouble when we did our test call um but we'll see what happens um okay Brandon you can annoy me and I can block you no I'm kidding um I haven't, dude. It's on my, it's on my want list. I have him on my want list, you know. So we'll get there. You just, uh, like I said, it takes time and it takes uh, a bit of luck too. Um, a lot of, a lot of getting people and getting all this stuff aligned to make it work. It takes a lot of persistence on my part, and it takes a lot of luck. Sometimes people just are not around, and they don't receive your messages, and scheduling dates become impossible. So. Um, We'll get there, man. So, Will is a good Ian. Will is definitely a good choice. Um, yeah, I'd like to get Will. He's on my list. Um, Will speaks with a really low voice. I don't know if it'll translate online, but we'll see. Um, Andrew asks, "What am I smoking?" I am smoking my usual Diesel Unlimited Maduro six by sixty. Fantastic go-to smoke. So. Uh, 
I love it. It's smoking a little weird right now, so I'm, I'm expecting it to unravel on me or something. I have a feeling it's a dud. Um, cigars were all handmade, so, you know, anything could go wrong. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Yes, that's true. Today is the spring equinox, I believe, Amanda. Yeah. Was it yesterday? No, it was today. And it's so funny. Yesterday here in New York, it was fucking cold. It was like 26 degrees. This afternoon, it's 40 degrees warmer. What a crazy temperature swing. But that's, uh, that's spring, man. That's how, it works. that's how it rolls around here, you know? So Chris has been busy for two weeks. Him and I haven't had a chance to write anything and share any music with you. Hell, we'll get back to the writing board when he gets back on Monday or Tuesday. And um, we'll share some riffs with you, you know? So... Uh, you know, that's uh, that's how it is. Uh, what's up with another Chris, man? Well, I told you, Chris, is he's busy, undisclosed location for the past two weeks. He's been running around like a maniac. Maybe he'll tell us all about his adventures uh, when he returns next week. Next week, we will have uh, Jim from Sick Bay on. Sick Bay is a great band. If you don't know who they are, check them out. Uh, we want to introduce you guys to them. Um, and I actually think Jim is almost as old as me, which is shocking because... Very few people are older than me. I could be all your fathers, and some of you I can be. I, I could be some people's grandfathers because I know how old some of you are. So um, that's kind of embarrassing, but whatever. So um, anyway, uh, Daniel, oh Phil Erdman checking in. Love sick bay, yeah, Phil. Um, I need to talk to you about parts. If it's just auto parts, I can get them. If it's re restoration parts, that's a different story. So we'll have to talk. You know. Um, Colleen says, very cold. Enjoy your weekend. Okay. Well, I'm, I am. I'm, man, I am. Ugh. This is the best for me. Uh, I'm going to answer this question for Schmelly since we have a couple of seconds. What guitar plans have you played over time? Oh, my God. Jackson. Uh, let's see. Jackson, Charvel, um, Paul Reed Smith, Gibson, ESP, and Carvin. ESP is my favorite right now. Um, I'm endorsed by ESP, so we obviously I play them. But if I had to choose a second best, it would be a tie between Carvin and um, and not Kiesel, Carvin and um, and Paul Reed Smith. Paul Reed Smith guitars are just they're fucking fantastic. Um, that's all I can say about that. So um, you know, uh, Jason Reynolds says he's old too. All right, bro. How old are you? Forty? Forty-two? That's not old, so um, I am not meant. I, that's right. I have to mention I did play a Parker Fly. Um, I actually pl probably played one of the first production model Parker Flies because I actually designed the packaging for the Parker Fly and the instruction booklet and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but it got stolen, so I'm uh, not very happy that it got stolen. I love that guitar. Uh, my partner in crime, Chris McCarthy says I, he would never get on stage with me with that guitar. So um, I don't know. It's a great guitar. It only weighed like two and a half pounds or something like that. It was crazy. 46. Ha! You're a baby. I wish I was 46, man. Danny should be calling in any minute. It better fucking work. So, um, and he better be drinking. I hope he's drinking. Danny, Danny's a good drinker. He's professional at it. So I hope it works. Um, 
We'll see what happens. He should be in any minute now. It's 5.15. Obviously, he's being... Uh... Oh, I'll do a guitar collection video for next week, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll go up into my studio and fill and just... I don't have a huge collection. It's about seven guitars, but um, I'll show you. All right, here comes Danny, man. He's Yo. There he is. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good, man. How are you? Hanging in, brother. Hanging in. Hanging in. How was your day? Uh, it's pretty hectic so far, but whatever. Why was, why was it hectic? You know. You couldn't get to the beer store in time? No, I already had beer in the fridge. But, ah, you nice. Know. Always prepared. <laughs> That's what I like to see. <laughs> you know, you just up too late doing stupid shit. And wake uh, up late. You I know. hear you. I hear you. So how's it going, man? It's going. I don't know where, but it's going somewhere. How's Hopefully uh, somewhere good. I hope so too, man. How's the, how's the pandemic been treating you? You know, to be honest, I haven't really skipped a beat. You haven't? Um, no, I mean, I haven't. Uh, thankfully, only a couple people I know had it, um, and they survived. They got through it okay. Everything was cool. And um, that's about it. I mean, quarantine, we had that shutdown. We just kind of did that, and that was it. Yeah. So that's about, you know, that's about all we're doing. Yeah, what about you, are you guys writing are you guys writing new music? How's that working out? What are you doing? You know, what's going on with that? I think everybody oh, we, wants to know that. Yeah, well we we um we actually had a lot of music from five years ago and we finally recorded it all. So we have nine brand new songs ready to rock. I just have to um do my part. Okay. So they're just waiting for my slow ass. Oh, so you're be you're holding up the whole affair. You know what it is, dude? The one thing this pandemic did was kind of it. Well, also being in a band for almost 30 years, I don't know what the fuck to write about. So writing lyrics for each new album has been a lot harder. I, I, uh, I get dude. I get that because I write yeah. I handle most of the lyrics. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I get that. It's like it's like, how do you write something different, but not so different that people are like, what the fuck is this? You yeah. know, and yeah, I totally get it, man. And you have to get into a groove. Yeah, you do. And and once you once you're in it, see, usually the last few albums I've been um, I really just go for uh, I polish the lyrics up right before I go in the studio. Right. So and I'm I, I'm really used to just doing one track at a time. Like I'll go in, bust out a track and leave because I don't want to kill my voice. I want to get the best performance possible. Right, right, right. You know. Not like our old albums where I'm trying to sing 13 songs in a three-hour session and just you can hear that I suck. Right. Stop. <laughs> so, yeah. So how about you? How you been? Uh, I've been okay. Um, yeah. the, the pandemic's been a little rough uh, on me. Uh, I, lost a, I lost some friends because I have a lot of, oh, no. you know, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of older friends. Yeah. So, um. You know, I have, I have a lot of friends, like uh, cigar smoking buddies that are in their 70s and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I lost a few of them due to the ah, COVID sucks. thing. Yeah, it does. Um, and I had a couple of friends who got really sick but fortunately survived. And, um, yeah. and it's just, you know what? It's just sucked for me because I, you know, I finally got the band I, I guess since like 2000 so so maybe like four years ago or five years since 2017 i finally got the band where i wanted it where where like we could pick up and go away for a month and tour and constantly yeah, tour, yeah. tour a lot and we were doing it yeah and 
2020 was looking amazing with the tours we had lined up, and all of a sudden it all came crashing down. And I'm telling you, dude, I'm falling apart. Like physically, yeah. I'm falling. I'm falling apart because <laughs> we're not touring. You know, I well, you're in, you're in your fucking fifties right now. Yeah, man, and it's 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 bad, dude. It's not fun. <laughs> no, it's had, not. I'm not. I just had an MRI on my back because I haven't been able to I haven't been able to walk for weeks because my back is so <laughs> fucked up. Jesus. And yeah, but so I go to the doctor and I get the I get the MRI and go to the back surgeon he looks at my back and he's like it's fine. I'm like oh well that's good news. Why am can I walk? And he's like okay let me do this thing. He tells me to turn my leg. I turn my leg. He's like your hip is fucked up, and it's compens and your back is trying to compensate for your hip being fucked up. So now I got to go for another MRI. It's like a fucking one MRI and doctor appointment after the other. I swear to God, man. Dude, you know, you got to stop hula hooping. That's I know. <laughs> you know, that's your problem. I hula know. Hula hooping really hurts your hips. After I know. I know. But you know what? I glued, I hot glued all those razor blades around the, the outside Ooh. of the hula hoop. So, you know, it's a lot of fun, especially when my kids mouth off and I go hula oh. hooping next to them. Slice those bitches right up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 man. So, all right. So you got an album when you when you okay. So when you sit down to write lyrics for an album, do you have an overarching theme or no? No, I I, I only did that with uh, eugenics, where I tried to make it some sort of a coherent story, right? Or at least it was more. I, I think I wrote it more like uh, kind of like a textbook entry. I didn't really go into character development or anything like that. I wanted to. Right. Almost like it was a journal, like pages pulled out of a journal. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, you know, I kind of failed at that. So I said, fuck it. Let me just let me just get this together. Um, What I do, what I do normally now is um, I'll I'll write down certain things that um, I want to touch on. Like if I hear about a cool subject or there's a cool word, vocabulary word I've never heard before, I'm like, let me look that up. That sounds right. cool. Oh, and then yeah, and then you roll. So that so anything can inspire you to write something. Yeah, it's usually like weird um, scientific journal, you know, articles about you know something stupid we're doing. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Because that's all we do all the time. Is yeah, well, fuck well, everything well, up. Well, true. Um, so, oh, what did I want to ask you? Um, I love that you do like very sci-fi kind of stuff. Yeah, you know it's uh it's in my wheelhouse because I'm a sci-fi fan, but yeah. like, um, so do do you actually like, is it the news that you pick up on things, or do you like read like scientific journals and or things like that, or do you watch science documentaries that you get ideas from? Don't say ancient aliens either. No, 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 <laughs> no, not a fan of that show. I mean, okay. I did for a, I liked it a little bit, but then I realized how much of uh hogwash it was nobody says hogwash anymore i'm always trying to bring back old words i love the, now listen to me listen to me hogwash i use it good now here's yeah. another good one that i use all the time that nobody knows folderol do you I know what that not. is it means yeah. nonsense it means nonsense all right yeah that's a whole load of folderol yeah just like malarkey uh, right it's like malarkey and another good one is chicanery that's another one chicanery that I is a good one chicanery yeah. is a good one i always wanted to put that into a song somehow can you imagine the face of the singer 
when he has to say it. It's like, it's going to be ridiculous. Michael Tossi says bring back Poppycock as well. Ah, yes. Poppycock's good, but you can go into any supermarket and buy Poppycock. But you can buy Poppycock. So go ahead. Whatever. All right. I digress. So do you have any idea this this new album yet? Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. How do you come up with your titles? Is it a group decision? Do you come up with it? Everybody throws ideas together. What's how's that happen? Um, it's usually just all me. Um, they they might say, hey, I heard about something you want to write about it. And but that was earlier on. Now it's, you know, Mike and Ron are just all about the music and Thankfully, they don't have my input anymore like it used to be because I we all used to kind of sit in a room and write. And uh, I found that I would hold them back because if they were in a groove, I would like, oh, I don't like that riff. It's not malignant enough or something silly like that. So it would I would hold them back and prohibit them from really getting their groove together. I kind of understand that. Yeah. Now what they do is is they they basically record a whole rough track for me and send it to me and say, what do you think? And I'm like, you know, that's cool. Can you maybe change that a little bit? And then they're open for it if it's within reason. But you know, you, sometimes right. riffs, you be, you become in love with a riff or a beat and you don't want to change it regardless. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I know all about that. You know, yes, I know you do. <laughs> when you, when you, okay, so... When you listen to a rough cut of, of, of what they send you, right, are you yeah. immediately thinking lyrics or are you trying to absorb the music first or, or do you try to be like, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just really listening to the music, to be honest, because I don't, I don't get into that, that realm of, of writing yet because okay. I, I mean, I might listen and try and hear phrasings in my head and say oh yeah that's cool part right there but you know our shit is so sporadic and and i choose my drummer always laughs at me he's like why do you choose to sing over the most ridiculous technical part and then we have this awesome part that it's very chorusy very you know you can really just unload on this part and then you don't sing on it you scream over it <laughs> i'm like I, I don't know i'm just a dummy that's not <laughs> That's just the way you, but that, that, I think that helps beside the crazy chaotic sound that you guys have. Yeah. Um, you sing against the grain a lot. Cause I, I, I don't know what song and, and I like it. I, I forgot what song it is that you have, there's a groove in there that is so fucking sick and you don't sing over it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But it's, it has a lot of impact because the riff before it is crazy. Yeah. And you're singing over it, and then all of a sudden it goes into this yeah. nice groovy thing, and there's nothing over it. And it's like it's like a lead weight dropping on your head. You know? Yeah. So I think singing kind of against tradition works for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you it know? does sometimes for sure. I mean, I it's funny because in the early days when we used to write, um Roger, we you know, we would just be hanging out, you know, doing whatever, and Roger we would write something and then we're like, all right, that's, that's so sick. And we would do it once. Like, that's all they get. We're just going to do it one time and that's it. We're, we're out. We don't care because we write for ourselves right, right. and we're not writing for everybody else. And if pe people like it, then they like it. And that's great. But that was then. Now, I don't really think we still, we still write for ourselves, but I think, you know, back there and, you know, Mike and Ron, they kind of, 
they they want people in mind. They're having people in mind like, hey, you know what? This would be a sick part, and I know people will go crazy for it. And then we watch it and we play it, and then nobody goes crazy for it. That's the best part. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Ron, isn't that? And then the you <laughs> They can't hear. Now we were. I, I you know what? I I lo- I actually like repeating riffs. If I like a riff, I'll yeah. play it more than once in a song, and ha- yeah. or I'll hang on it for four measure for four measures or eight mm-hmm. measures if it's a good riff, you know. And um, I guess that's like my old school Black Sabbathy soul that is like that, you know, that, that if you hear, if you, there's a fucking good riff, a good riff can, in my view, a good riff with, with, with a hooky lyrical content or whatever can stand up to being you, you know, and this is just my philosophy. I'm not, I'm not, not what you're doing. I think it's great that there's this kind of diversity that goes on, you know? Yeah. It's just that we like to hang on riffs, you know? And, uh, oh yeah. Well, that's our, our, I would say the last 10 years of what we've been writing, same thing. I mean, we've been, we hang on riffs too, because they're just too good and we have to repeat them because we enjoy them. So it's like, right, I right. want to fuck hear that riff again. And you put, you, know? you put effort into writing it and, and, and yeah. you don't want, and listen, yeah. in a live situation, if you only play it once, it blurs by. But if you yeah. play it a couple of times, a fan could, la- his fan's ear will latch onto it, you know? And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you got to kind of take that into account as well, I guess, you know. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah, but we would just laugh because, you know, we were always weird and techy and silly and all over the place. And then we'd throw this cool, like, mosh part in. And then you'd see kids try to get into it, and then we'd stop. <laughs> and then you'd be, like, in mid, like, mosh and say, ah, all right. Oh, well. But that's, you know Next what? <laughs> all right. So, I and I've seen this happen when you play. What exactly what you've described, but you know what? Okay, that fits with your on-stage personality. Yeah, because it's humorous. <laughs> it's like you're teasing yeah, people, and, and and you listen. You're you're very on stage. You're very self-deprecating, and you're very funny. <laughs> you know, and I and, try to be. Yeah, you don't try. It's very natural. You're you're you're. You're like an anti-frontman frontman because you're like, you play this, you play this, you play this, you play this, oh shucks, what the hell am I doing up here? You know, I'm lost, I've never done this before, kind of shtick or whatever you want to call it. And it's really funny and the crowd, everybody really loves it, you know? Um, Yeah, sometimes. No, come on. (laughs) I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess if you went to a show with all like, uh, you know, grumpy arm crossing fucking you know dudes yeah. want to see you in bullet belts and this and that and you come out talking about Darth Vader or something um yeah they wouldn't be too happy but uh, otherwise yeah. I think fans love what you do I do I crack up I crack up every time I see you guys I crack up you're just fucking funny I'm and- trying to be dumb all the time that's the problem well actually I don't even have to try I just am it just happens yeah did that did you did that develop out? Did the humor develop out of being nervous, or was that just like? Did you try different approaches? Being a frontman, did you try different approaches? Did you try the 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 fucking tough guy approach? Did you try the the comedic approach, or was it like <laughs> you were just scared and and you real and and you acted scared? You were scared the first time you played and and. People actually liked it, and you felt comfortable doing it, and then you made it a shtick. Like, how did that all come about? Because it's very unique, in yeah. my view. Well, um, you know, the, I, 
the early years, you know, when we first started playing on stage and stuff, you know, obviously the nerves. I mean, I still get nervous here and there sometimes. You know, you get the little the stage jitters and uh you know once you get out there once the first chord hits or the first symbol you're 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 there you're in the pocket you're you're starting to you, you know you're just like i don't even care i don't care how many people are out there if it's three or 300 you know i'm here to play a show and kick ass uh but in the in the early years i was <laughs> i was just kind of like looking up at the ceiling and boo, boo, you know bullshit like that and i like almost no eye contact for the for the uh, crowd and then i just started going crazy and every so often i would throw jokes in there about you know what the song was about and people would laugh if i would say what the song was about and some of the songs really weren't supposed to be funny but it was the way i delivered what you know they were about to the audience people kind of caught on right so i was like well this is kind of like how i am normally i'm always joking around i'm always uh, you know tearing shit up being an idiot so fuck it i'm just right. this my onstage persona is my offstage persona i mean you know i dress the same on stage i don't have a fucking a, a uniform you know so to speak i'm not we're not kiss we're we're not any band that goes for that look you know we're not the beatles we're not going to dress in suits and uh you know of course it would be funny if we did that but oh, really i think it would be too yeah we'll, we'll do that one time uh, <laughs> but yeah for the most part i think it's just something that um, it took shape on its own. I, I didn't intentionally even realize it was happening. And then before I knew it, I was like, oh, I'm just talking about dumb shit all the time and people are re responsive. Awesome. I think that I think that's true. I got a I got a very, very, very important fan question. Oh, shit. Drew Roberts asks, what's your favorite style of beer or your favorite brewery? Um, well, I do like IPAs. That is something that I've uh, graduated to. I think a lot of beer drinkers have, um, you know, and plus it's very, very trendy. Uh, so, so far, and I usually don't follow trends, but I just can't help it. The beer is too damn good. Okay. Um, and right now I drink Sierra Nevada. I really like Sierra Nevada and Sierra Nevada has been around since the eighties. I think 82 is when yeah, it's been yeah, around. So. Yeah, I drank, I drank some uh, Sierra Nevada in the, mid 80s in college so i never knew they existed i didn't know they existed until like maybe five six years ago and i was like whoa you know because yeah, i was a good, drinking a, a lot beer. of other stuff and um i'm not really a fan of the overly cat pissy scent of a lot of these ipas because they really do smell like a cat piss in a can some do do yeah i agree yeah. and i'm not even a beer big beer drinker but i can oh no i, I know smell. you're not but i you know, sometimes they taste amazing and just smell like piss. But yeah, whatever. I can always hold my nose. Yeah, and once there you, you drink go. enough of them, you don't even know what's going on anyway. So, all right, we got another another fan question. Joey asks, "What's the best and worst venue bathroom that you've ever been to?" <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember. The worst bathroom on tour was a truck stop in Italy, and it was just a hole in the floor. And I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to take a shit because I'm going to shit on my ankles. Oh, Jesus. If, if you got the runs, you're going to spray all over yourself. And, and that's not cool. Like, did, did they think about that? Like, you know, oh my God, what are you going to do? <laughs> you got to aim for a hole when you got the runs. That's that's pretty bad. Oh, dude. One time, one time going out to Milwaukee Metal Fest. I don't know what year it was. I had to take a shit so bad. And we stopped at this this 
rundown fucking gas station somewhere in Ohio. And like, it was like coming out. Like I had to go. I fucking, yeah. bolt, I bolt to the bathroom, open the door, sit down. And the, and the minute I sit down, I giant splash and shit and water came up over on my legs. <laughs> the toilet was clogged and filled to the top. But I had a shit so bad that I didn't even look. You Fuck know? it, yeah. Oh, it was disgusting. I had shit and fucking piss and fucking water all over me. From and I got up. Else. I got up and hung one over the fucking toilet. Took a shit. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And then just started splashing your taint. Oh with some my water. god, it was so fucking bad, man. God, people don't know the the struggling on tour to go to the bathroom. No, dude, no. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it, man. It's, it's not good. I mean. You know, I remember in Germany, super early in the morning, and we're all like, you know, we're waking up and motioning for beer. So it's like 8 a.m., and we're drinking like immediately. I mean, that that tour was the greatest for me because I drank every single night and I didn't get sick. Everybody else got sick, you know, the pot van, everybody in there got sick, but the drunk van didn't get sick because we were just drinking all the time, and it was great. But we get out to take squirts because we there's no gas station and everybody's, you know, morning farting and laughing. And and I put put one out there and uh, yeah, I sharded and it was great. <laughs> and I'm like, I sharded in the middle of the wilderness in Germany and I don't know where the next rest stop is so that I can tidy up my little hole there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to sit in the van and kind of, you know, you sit in the shard and you're like, oh, this is hopefully it doesn't start smelling. Because, uh, yeah, nobody wants to smell that. No, man. Oh, that's fucking, that's brutal, man. (laughs) What is, uh, Harold asks, worst border crossing story. Do you have a bad border crossing story? (sighs) Yeah, Mexico. Go ahead. Let's hear about it. Yeah, man. Well, it happened about three times because we took a long scenic route. We were going from, we're leaving our tour and we were driving to Mexico City to do the uh, obscene extreme um, Mexico uh, version that that he did. And oh my God, it it just took forever. It was it was a really long ride, but we were riding through uh, quaint little towns, and it was cool and shit. But <laughs> we got pulled over by armed policemen three times in different little towns, and they were. Looking for the hill, man. I mean, they had their body armor. They had their their automatic weapons. And they were looking at us like, yeah, we're going to shake you guys down. Thankfully, our driver, um, good friend of ours, he's the one that set up the tour. He was he's he kind of quelled things. But, you know, it could have went a different way. You know, anytime it can always go a different way. I mean, I remember the first our first time in Europe. We flew to uh, Czech Republic. We got there. They thought we were getting there the day after. So we sat in the airport for 18 hours. There was no there was no cell phones back then. This was back in 2000. This is like 20-something years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually, we were in, were we in Austria? I think we might have been in Austria or Czech, no, Czech Republic. Yeah, and again security in the airport looking at us with body armor and automatic weapons and just looking by, and we're sleeping because <laughs> you know and they're trying to call on the phone to call the record label like yo who's picking us up what's going on we're sitting here the guys come like 
hours and hours later, almost a day later, like, oh, we thought you were coming tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. Gee, thanks. Oh, my God, that sucks. <laughs> it does, but whatever. We're still here. You know, fuck it. What's, this, what's the secret? Okay. Malignancy has been around almost forever, just like I'd be. What's the secret to keeping a band going? I, I have... I have my I have my answers, but what 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 is your what do you think is the what do you think is are the keys? Maybe it's not a secret, but what are the keys to keep a band going for so many years? Um, I've thought about this. I, I think I think you just have to surround yourself with guys or gals that don't know how to quit. <laughs> yeah. Give up. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, dude, I don't. I've been doing this more than half my life okay 29 years the band's been together i'm only 46 i'll be 47 so i've been doing it longer i've been doing the band longer than i've not been doing the band so i don't even know what what to do outside even though the pandemic you know we have it off a whole year so i kind of i kind of went back into regular life without a problem but i was still always doing band stuff because you know we got merch page and making merch and selling merch so the band is still there at the forefront and plus with the new album and everything, but no shows. Um, yeah, I think just the like-minded individuals. I mean, us, just like you, you know, I mean, we've had a revolving door of band members. I mean, who doesn't, you know, who doesn't? I mean, it's hard to keep the same core guys. I mean, look at Macabre. Those guys have been together forever. And it's yeah, amazing. that's 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 fucking mind blowing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, am I freaking? Oh, my God. What that was the hell weird, is huh? going on with you? <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I didn't take LSD. What the fuck? That's because you're, you're using Skype, that Skype background. Yeah. Oh, but wait, now I'm in half. Wow. It might be my internet connection. Oh, uh, well, no, we can hear you just fine. So I guess that's all right. That's funny. Oh, oh my it's God. Confused. This is hilarious. All right, let me see. I don't know if I can fix it. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. Every, I think everybody can hear you. Nobody's saying they can't hear you or anything like that. It's just, yeah. The connection's okay. a little funky. So, you know what? Yeah. I think I think um, what you said I think is right. You know, and and I think a lot mm-hmm. of times, I think a lot of times people get ex- like when you get a new member in, they're all excited about all the possibilities. Then the rubber yeah. hits the road, and then you realize it's actually work. And then yeah. all of a sudden you lose a band member. Yeah, I know. I know it's tough. It really is tough um, to just find that that those other guys that are just as crazy as you are about the music. Because that's really at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's you got such a love for the music, you got to create. You yeah. know, and yeah. I, we we lucked out. I mean, holy shit. I mean, if if it wasn't for Ronnie, this band would have been gone a long time ago because. He is the one that actually helped usher in the sound that I always wanted. Because before him, we were kind of searching. I was searching because I wanted, I never, you know, us coming from New York, what do we have? I mean, you guys before us, pyrexia, suffocation, that brutal, awesome sound. We didn't want to emulate that. Yeah, you, you guys had a car- you guys carved out a niche. Maybe it took you a little while to find it, but you did it. 
It, yeah, it, it took a long time. It took us a long time to even get respect in the scene. I mean, dude, we used to play shows with hardcore bands all the time. And by the time we were almost done with our set, we went over the hardcore crowd and then we'd have to get off the stage, <laughs> you know, because that's the way it was. I mean, you only had a few, you had a half hour, 20 minutes sometimes opening for bands and, and that that's, was that. Hey, when we started, you know what, when we started, that's what we did. Yeah, I mean, everybody you know, had to do that, man. You, you got to pay you had, your dues. You had to take the slings and arrows. You had to suck shit. You had to fucking, you know, I don't know. You, you had to you had to earn your place yeah, in, in the definitely. scene, you know? So I, I oh, get yeah. it, dude. It's, it's hard. But I'm like you, you know, I can't think back to, like, I can't think back to, like, before I be in my life. Yeah. It's insane. Like I can, I mean I can, and I'm like, oh my god, that was so long. I wasn't last when I wasn't last time I wasn't I, I in IB. I was in I was in college, and it was the 1980s, you know. <laughs> and yeah. I was I was a singer in a band in the wow. in a punk band in college. Nice. I didn't know, know that. And, but like I, I remember that. But it's like right after college, it was IB, and it's been like that since. Yeah. I graduated college in, in, in 1990 and I mm -hmm. kind of started going, you know, fits and starts in 91, but not really like a band until 92. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, um, God, that's, it, I look back and I'm like, holy shit. 92 was a long time ago. It certainly was dude. Holy shit. You know, what, you know what's funny? I was, I was talking, I was talking to, uh, I was watching something from like 1992, like, like, a. a and I was like, was t was television that like not sharp in the nineties? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, it wasn't. It wasn't it was. right. I know. And here we are on the internet, sharp as hell. And yeah. you, and and you remember watching TV in the nineties, and you're watching something from like 1990, and you see like everything's a little bit fuzzy. Fuzzy. Like, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> We've come a long way with technology. We have, my God, right? And it's 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 real exciting. I can remember talking to my dad, and this is back before I went. We got we got a uh, a Commodore VIC twenty, okay, in nineteen eighty three or whatever year it was, you know. Yeah. And I can remember being there with my dad. And my God, dad goes. He looked at me. We were we were doing something. We were trying to program something. He goes, "Do you know that when I was a kid?" There was a horse going down my street delivering ice. He's like, I cannot believe. Yeah. And I'm starting to get that feeling, you know, because like yes. I, I, I'm starting to remember things. You know, I remember things from a kid in the 1970s and the, the early 70s. I can remember going to the drugstore and getting a milkshake mm -hmm. when I was yeah. a little kid, you know. Huh? Fucking mind blowing, you know. <laughs> it is. Can't get milkshakes like that anymore. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's we have seen a lot, and it's amazing. And I can't wait to like my kids see what happens. You know, it's and I think I it's really right. hope. Yeah, I hope that something good happens because right now we live in a very sketchy age where everybody is a chronic complainer and whiner, yep. and just what they if they don't like something, they automatically condemn it. There's it's just very strange and I, odd. And I think the internet is, is the culprit because back in the day you had a problem. If you saw the person, if you ever did again, you'd tell them. And that was it. There was no kind of agree. I kind of agree with you, man. I mean, it's like, it's just so it's weird. I can't stand it at, at a lot of times. Cause I, I mean, as much as I embrace the technology and I love it, I think in, 
it's just like anything in the wrong hands. It, it can cause a lot of problems. And these kids today that just grow up on the Internet, on smartphones, they don't even know what it's like to just be like, yo, I called my friend up an hour ago and I haven't heard back. Where is he? You know, and then you're outside playing by yourself. And you're like, where the fuck did my friend go? And then his parents pull up and he's like, oh, we went to the supermarket or I went to the toy store. Check it out. And then you start playing. You know, it's just like there's there's no patience anymore nobody no nobody no, understands there, 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 there is, you, know, right now. you know what you know what dan you know what i learned you have to and it took me a while to do this it took me a while to do this you have to realize that the world changes and you have to oh yeah you have to you have to embrace it i don't like a lot of the i don't like the lot of the uh internet ganging up on people and 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 all that stuff i don't like yeah. it but that's just the way it is now, you know. I know, I know. Just the way it I is know. now, and and we just you just got to roll with it, man. I'm, I'm, I love all the, I love all this technology, and I embrace I yeah. embrace all of it, and I think it keeps me young. I yeah. don't agree with a lot of what's going on, but you know what? My time is. I don't want to say my time is over, but but mm -hmm. you know, I mean the young the younger people set the culture, and that's just where it's at, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, it'll change. Well, you know, what they, yeah, we'll see, you know, you know what and I will see it change again in our lifetime. I oh, mean, yeah. it's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I'm just waiting for the, you know, instead of having the thumbs up or something like you like something, there'll be a, a smack icon and you can actually send a real smack to somebody. So if they get out of line, you'd be like, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, that's funny because Roy Fox just said Roy Fox just wrote. They don't know what it's like to be punched in the face for what they say. <laughs> No, they don't. And I've been punched in my face for what I've said. So I know all about it. That's why my nose looks like this. So, <laughs> um, yep. All right. Uh, are you, have you been listening to any uh, music lately? Uh, Drew asks, do you have any favorite recent releases that you've been listening to? Who? Um, well, I just, well, not so much new. I mean, I've been just getting old stuff. I got uh, this band maimed from where the hell are they from it, the demos from 1991 and it just got re it's got re-released or no i should say released on cd for the first time through dark descent records and uh i've been dark jamming descent on is that awesome and uh decomposed the one from the uk um they just put out their demo disc so i've been listening to that it's you know, it's really hard with new music. There's so much of it, and I get overwhelmed. Um, yeah, I'm the same I, way. I, I people are people are sending me songs through, you know, their bands through Facebook. Like I listen to them all, but it's I have so many people wanting me to listen to music and this and that, and plus life and my family and bit. I, yeah. I own my own business. It's it's hard yep. to keep up. You know. It is. Oh yeah. Really? I mean, I've been listening to really the newer, you know, the newest release I've been listening to is the new Malignancy. I mean, I. I play it like well, in that zone 25 times a day. You know, I just keep listening to it. I got to get get my shit together because I got to record soon. So, yeah, I understand. I, I just want to make a shout out. Chris Howes. Um, what's up, brother? Thank you for joining us. Say hi to Ali. Love you guys. I can't wait to see you guys in England again. Danny, back to yeah. you. Do you get bored of listening to your. Okay, listen. When you're writing an album, you know that all you do is listen over and yeah. over and over again. Do you ever get bored? Yeah. 
You do. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Especially with this material, um, it took me a little while to kind of grasp. It's not like it was outside my wheelhouse and I couldn't really understand what was going on. It was more like it's a different approach. They took a different approach to a couple of songs and um, <clears throat> I really had to get into that. And uh, now I love it. Great. So, so but that's not yeah. that was what was it work getting into it or like it was a strange thing and, and, and then all of a sudden it clicked with you like. Yeah, it was it was it was something that I didn't like. I didn't like it. Oh, um, interesting. And I, yeah, it was just a couple parts. Not, not, not like a whole song. Right. There's a couple parts I was like not too partial to. I was like, mm, I'm not feeling this. But that happens with bands. I mean, you know, I'm not going to. If these guys love this particular, you know, part of the song, like where they're like over the moon, you hear this, right. you know, yeah. And then they play it for me and I just like, really, uh, you like that? You know? <laughs> I I've been trying to, you know, cut back on that so that I'm not so dicky about shit because, you know, these guys put hard work, hard work into it and. I appreciate everything they do. I mean, they, they bust their asses. I mean, Ron busted his ass for this new album quite a bit. I mean, and uh, he's no stranger to work and neither is Mike. So, I, you know, sometimes I just, I don't like a part, but then it grows on me. And then right. when it grows on me, it's stuck to me and that's it. And sometimes it becomes my favorite part of the song. Right. Yeah, that's weird. That, that's awesome. You know what? Uh, Chris and I, so Chris and I, Chris and I, we write most of the, 90% of the music. Yeah. And we're a generation apart. Yeah, yeah, I know. So he'll write stuff that I don't like, mm-hmm. and I'll write stuff that he doesn't like. And it's always interesting when I look back after him and I hash everything out. It's yeah. always look back, and, and I always look back and I say, wow, that's really cool that we came to a spot where both of us were happy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he had to let go of his ego a little bit. I had to let go of my ego a little bit. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's I think that's cool. I think that's cool that you can you can you can hear something that maybe Ron wrote or whatever, and you're like, ah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. But I'm gonna give it a chance. Yeah, I used to and not be it, that way. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Oh, that's I used to be real dick about it. Like, dude, this that riff sucks. You know, flat out, that riff sucks. I don't like it. It's terrible. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And I mean, Ron didn't dude, punch you in the face? No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, we have so much respect for each other. I mean, I went to high school with Ron for a year, way back. Uh, and, and I've known Ron since high school. And um, he's not a death metal guy. Like, he, he was at our first show back in, what was it, 93, I think, was our first show we ever played out live. Right. And uh, he hated us. He hated us flat out. He, he told me, he's like, nah, it's not really my cup of tea. I don't like it. That's amazing. <laughs> and and now he's forward, like, now he's a riff wizard. Yeah. Two years later, he's in the band. Thanks to Roger. Um, Roger brought him into the band. And um, dude, it's just been like a match made in heaven. It's, that, it's amazing. That's awesome. And yeah, he gets mad. I mean, dude, I remember there was a song that Roger and him wrote a whole song. And I came in and I'm like, I can't believe you guys think that's good. And Roger almost threw his kid at me at me. <laughs> and then that was it. Like Roger was like, fuck it. I don't care. And that was it. The song disappeared. It, and I don't even know where. It, and it might have been amazing. And maybe I had a bad day or maybe I just didn't like it. 
but it probably could have been worked on, but they didn't even, they were so attached to it, but then they just let it go like it was nothing. Did, did anything and nothing survived out of that, that, that song, nothing made it into another song? No, not oh, that wow. I know of. I mean, Ron could have whittled his, you know, wizardry and, right. and got like the riff and maybe dissected a little bit and got it into something else. But I don't really remember. It, they don't even remember it, too. That's the funny part. I'm like, Ron, remember that? And he's just like, I remember, but I don't remember what I played. We have, we, have, be- we, have one, we have one song like that. I can remember it. We have one song. We wrote it. And Billy, may he rest in peace, said, this song fucking sucks. That's what he said. He said, this song fucking sucks. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You spent a month and a half writing this fucking song. What are you talking about? He's like, it sucks. Let's record it and listen to it. It sucks. And (laughs) so we broke that whole song up. And that whole song, that song lives in, in the, every riff from that song lives in another song. It's amazing. Yeah. But those riffs put together sucked. Billy was right. They it sucked. You know? Totally. Yeah. So funny. I, I totally see that, man. I, I wish we still had. There might be a recording lingering around somewhere in Roger's tape archive, but I have no fucking idea. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be damned if I know where it is. What's your favorite? Okay. So here's always, this is always a tough question for all of our guests. <laughs> what is your favorite album or song that, that you've done? Either one. Pick, a, pick your favorite album or pick your favorite song. It, it is tough. Always because, you know, as as musicians, not that I'm a musician, I'm just a growler, but um, each new thing you do is your new favorite. You know what I mean? So you have your favorites from back in the day. Yeah, of course. But um, I'll, I'll go back to our first album. Um, I would say my favorite lyrics I ever wrote were for a song, Ignorance is Bliss. I love the the album. I love I love that song. I love the lyrics. It was just it helped me push the envelope. And I wrote a really intelligent song for once. That's that's funny because um, I'm trying to find the comment. We have like a thousand comments here. So I'm trying to go. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Jimmy Forster said, why is ignorance is bliss the best internal uh, best malignancy song? So obviously, obviously, there's something um, there's a, there's something there, you know. Somebody resonates. Yeah, with it. I mean, it, it, I'm glad. You know, it's funny is uh, Monty. Um, he it was with one of his favorite songs. So when we did that whole year of playing um, Intruder and Cannibalism when it was its 20 year anniversary, he loved it that we were playing that song because you know he finally got to perform it because he wasn't in the band when we wrote it. And uh, we were probably never going to resurrect that song ever. But when we re-recorded Intrauterine Cannibalism, we were like, let's just do the whole album in its entirety. Why not? You know, I mean, the only reason why we did that is because we couldn't find the original tapes. (laughs) So we couldn't go back and remix and actually give it a master because it it was never mastered. It was just mixed and uh, really bassy and, you know, it needed help and we, we couldn't do it tapes were gone right um yeah (laughs) okay this isn't a fan question this is my question sure your first album yeah why did it take so long to come no 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 i'm not even going there i'm not even going there was that like and i'm asking you this because for me it was a, a 
was that like a huge deal for you? Like, wow, I put out an, I actually put out a fucking album. I cannot believe I put oh, yeah. out an album. Dude, every first, first show, first demo, right. first t-shirt design, right. every first was like, holy shit. Like you come one step closer to actually having some validation that you're a real band, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, uh, we were always on the outside. Like it's weird because we hit, and then the the big fall of death metal. You know, too much oversaturation. Bands were getting dropped left and right. Labels were folding, and we couldn't get a label deal at all. As much as we wanted, nobody was like. Everybody's like, "Who the fuck are you? We're we're gonna go with these guys. This weird industrial whatever." It was right. hot at the time and right. you know we we don't care what you're doing and uh we luckily didn't we got our we got a deal back in 98 in late 98 and that's why we put out uh intrauterine but yeah when we finally had a cd that was produced mass produced you know full color booklet and all that shit oh i, I was so proud yeah isn't you know, it isn't I mean, it, it was like it's, it, when we released our first album all right, now, now, we had huge distribution on our first album. I mean, uh, Sony distrib 95, Sony was distri distributing our album. Yeah. I, when we released our first album, I, I, I remember going into the fucking record store. Mm hmm And oh, yeah. Tower Records it was. Mm. And it was a local Tower Records, and, and, and a lot of the people I knew, a lot of, I knew a lot of people who worked there. And they did this yeah. whole they did this whole display and everything. And I swear Ooh. to God, I swear, I walked out of that store and I cried because it was the, it was the most too. exciting things in my life to see. Yeah. You know, it was like <laughs> holy shit, I did this. Yeah, dude. Um I feel you, brother, because I I'm sure you I felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, you know, our our distribution was very limited because United Guttural was our first label, and and they were he was very underground, but our our album got out there. Yeah, like, man, because it, underground waves, like we didn't see it in, in um, we didn't see it in Tower, but we saw it in like mom and pop shops. Which sure. Was cool. Um, and Rich was may rest in peace. Oh man, yeah. Rich was Rich was, he was fucking full fucking bore. Yeah. You know, he was a good man, a good man. And um, I'm glad he did what yeah. he did for a lot of bands. And he put you on the map, dude. He put, he put you on the map. totally did, brother. He oh, man, I, I will always love him for that. I mean, I love him for other reasons, of too. Of course. But he was a funny guy, too. He gave too. us a chance. Oh, he was, dude, amazing dude, man. Yeah, Fuck amazing dude. And I, I, hate, I hate how... He went off. He left the scene and, and started doing his other his his new pursuit in life. Um, and it it sucks that he lived out there and and we couldn't really get together. You know, I mean, I I was this close. I, I tried to get him to come out to a festival that we we're playing out in Chicago, and he was um, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try." And I said, "Let me know. I'll put you on the list, brother. Whatever it takes. I want to see you." And um, he couldn't make it, you know, at the uh, end of the day, and and it sucks, you know. But you know, life happens. Yeah, yeah. When he when he got into that, I still talked to him back and forth, yeah. like via the internet. But yeah, I never got to see him. It sucks. Yeah, it really does, man. It's just uh, 
if if you learn anything from that, it's just like try to keep in touch with your old friends as much as you can because you never know. Right, and now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to praise you for something <laughs> right now. No, you don't have to. No, I'm going to. I'm going to because I, I I've never t- I I think I've told you in 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 private message, but I think I think the fans need to know this. Yeah. Every time I've ever had a tragedy in my life, you have been the first person to ever reach out and offer either condolences or if you, you know, if you need to talk. And I, Danny, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how much that, that means to me. It's, it's, it means a lot. I know you and I don't talk a lot, you know, but we, but, but we, you know, when we see each other, we, we talk, but you always make an effort to fucking reach out to me when something, when my dad died, when Billy died, you, my, my, my mother died. You were like the first fucking person to yeah. reach out. And I got to tell you, man, that I cannot tell you how much that means to me. And I just want to publicly, while all these people are watching, thank you for that. Because that means, that means the world to me, man. You know, yeah. sometimes I think, sometimes I think I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very, uh, uh, what is the, what is the word? Uh, I can't remember the philosopher, but, but, but. His philosophy was you're alone in this world. You know, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, that's yeah. the philosopher. Uh, existentialism, that's the philosophy. I'm kind of an existentialist. But yeah. you're the one, you reach out, and you're the one who pierces that existentialism. And and yeah. I have to tell you, man, it means I, I cannot tell you how much that means to me. Really, dude. seriously, dude. Even if I you, hear you. And, and, and I know it only took you 30 seconds. It didn't matter. You thought about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I appreciate that, man. I really do. I, anytime, brother. You know, it, it, it's like I know what it's like. I know what it's like to lose people. And, and it's it's a hard thing sometimes to navigate. And uh, even just a, a friendly word from from a friend, you know, means in the world. scene means or, the world. or anybody, you know, because, you know, the world can be like a harsh place and you don't know where to turn, you know. And this has been a pretty rough year for for a lot of people, you know, yeah. including many of my close friends and and it's i just want to extend that olive branch out to any one of them you know like yo listen i'm here you want to you want to chew my ear off for an hour or two and just let's talk about old times or just tell me how you feel you know i mean that's awesome danny i i I just want to help it's a real credit to your it's a real fucking credit to your character dude seriously it really is working on it I'm still working on my character. Well, you're a character, all right, but you know what? You know what I'm saying. It just shows that you are a fucking good human being, and that's. I I try, man. Because listen, I could be a shithead too, um, but trying to be. Yeah, I mean, you told those guys that song sucked. I mean, you are a shithead too. (laughs) You know, it is. It is tough in this world to to be good, but it's it's harder to be good than it is to be bad. You know, I mean. It really is. It takes work to actually be pleasant and, you know, help somebody out because, yeah. you know, well, are you not getting anything out of it? Yes, you are. You're helping somebody else. Dude, exactly, man. I, I have a lot of um, I hate saying the word kids because it makes me so old. But I got, I, I got a lot of kids who, who, who PM me asking me for advice and yeah. all that stuff. And like. It's mind blowing to me, and I feel I feel yeah. a weight and a responsibility, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, a joy that 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 people actually 
think of me to ask me something. It's like, wow, it's because they look up. up to you. They yeah, look up to you, and that's it. amazing. I mean, that is that is one of the coolest things that you can ever experience. I think as a musician, that you help somebody else that wants to do what you're doing. They want to be where you're at. And, and then you can actually talk to that person and they will help you. Mm-hmm. And that that's amazing. That's something that you and I, we we couldn't really experience back in the day when we were coming up because you'd have to write a letter and wait a month. Right. And if it was something <laughs> that was serious, you might not be there to accept the letter. You know what I mean? So it's just like nowadays you can just email a PM and you can get an answer instantaneously if you really need it. Yeah, it, I th- it's amazing. Yeah, it is. I think I, I think I mentioned this last week, but um, I remember uh, Pete Sandoval. Yeah. Okay. Um, we played with Morbid Angel. I don't remember what year it was. Ages ago. And 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 I I took this to heart. It, it this didn't happen to me. This happened to Billy. But I took this yeah. to heart. Pete sat on the side of the stage when we played and and helped Billy with his drums. Like, you know, if the hi-hat was, like, falling over, Pete picked it up and held it for him. And after the show, Pete heaped praise upon Billy. You guys got to keep going. You guys got to keep doing this. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. And and Billy told me, and Billy was like, he was over the moon, you know. Of course. Pete Sandoval, you know. Oh, shit. um, I took that to heart, you know. If, like, if I ever get to be in that position where I have not authority, but respect and mm-hmm. somebody ever, I, I just want to encourage people to, to do yeah. what, they want to, what they love, you know? Exactly, man. Exactly. That's what we're, you know, we're, we're ushering in that, that new age of, of kids. Actually, we're probably on second generation now because I yeah. have friends that contacted me, you know, when they were in high school, now they were in successful bands, you know, and, and it's insane. Yeah. You know, it's it's wild that how it how everything comes full circle and to help like some young guy that just, you know, is trying to learn guitar and, you know, or trying to sing. You know, I get I get questions about I'm you sure know, how you to do, right? voices and things like that. And I try to help them out as much as I can based on my limited knowledge of how the fuck I do what I do. <laughs> How did okay? So that's a good question, man. How did you how did you fall into that, and and who were your influences? Um, you know, uh, Max Cavallara, believe it or not, Max okay. Cavallara, Barney Greenway, um, because that's you know Max was had that gruff sound, and I love Chuck from Death, of course, and John Tardy. So when I first started, I was very high. I was more on their on their range. And then uh, when I, Max, it was a little gruffer than, you know, Jesus, Barney Greenway, his, <laughs> back then, you know, when, when Harmony Corruption came out, it was just like, holy shit, you know, just completely changing the whole, the whole terrain of, of what vocals were. I mean, there were guys out there that were doing heavier stuff, but at that time when I was into them, that's, you know, late eighties, I think that album came out 89, 90, something like that. And uh, then I just started getting into heavier vocal styles and uh those guys were kind of like the basis of what got me into even trying to sing now 80 89 90 where were you were you in high school were you out of high school yeah i was in high school yeah okay so when you when you first started wearing napalm death shirts or 
or, mm-hmm. or death shirts. Were there any kids in school who were into that or were you the only guy? Well, um, in high school, my guitarist, he was, he was wearing, but we were wearing creator shirts and, right. you know, cause it's thrash was so much bigger and, right. uh, you know, you, if you got a death shirt, you were like, you were king shit, you know, right. you're like, yo, where'd you get that? You know? And, and, uh, if you had like a demo shirt, you were like, and then everybody make fun of you. Why wear the demo shirt all the time? And it's like, cause it's the coolest one, you know, cause nobody else has it. That's why, you know, cause I, my whole thing is I remember coming up and I used to hate, you know, seeing fucking the same, you know, shirts like, and then you'd be twins. Right. And I'm like, right. You got the same rain and blood shirt that I do. Motherfucker. God damn it. And then you go into a show and it's like, that's when I stopped wearing metal shirts. Uh, probably early nineties. Well, I say mid nineties. Cause I was just like, fuck man, I'm sick and tired of like having a twin. You know, there's always a twin, no matter the rarest shirt you can have. I remember I had, um, remember the band Viogression? Fuck yeah, dude. Tombstone Fucking Records. I remember them. Love, love, love. Yeah, love Viogression's a great band. Yeah, I had the shirt and I showed up at a show. I, I thought I was king shit. You know, I got it from uh, the Blue Grape fucking catalog. I was like, yeah. And fucking another guy had it. <laughs> I was like, fuck. What? No. <laughs> I just started wearing stupid shirts. That's that, that's that's awesome. So what years what years did you go to high school? What were your high school years? Um I graduated in uh 92. 92. So so all right, 92. So was that was that an era where like your friends after school would hang out and like in the parking lot and pop something in the tape deck and listen to it and fucking just hang out around your cars? Or was that the uh, 80s? Oh no, no, there was there was still tailgating, but I mean a lot of the shows that we went to were in the city and we probably just go through on train, so we didn't okay. really have that. Some guys would bring boom boxes, but you know, they don't always let you bring that kind of shit in. You know, they started getting stiffer with a lot of their their rules and regulations and you know, we didn't really do that. But I mean I can I can remember hanging out in a park still, you know, fucking keg parties and yeah, man. tunes Good times, and right. And, Everybody's singing fucking Metallica tunes. <laughs> See, I was so I went to high school in the eighties, and and it was. Yeah. I mean, Slayer just like I never, I was never, uh, never like a Metallica fan. I I didn't get really back into. I was into metal, like so. I was into metal, and then the eighties came around, and I thought metal got weak. So mm. I I had turned to hardcore, you know. Yeah. You know, like Black Flag, Circle Jerks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jody Foster's Army, all that shit, and we used to just hang out before school. And I had the loudest stereo, so we just hang out before school. I'd have the stereo cranking at like seven o'clock in the morning, hanging out in front of my car. We're all fucking going nuts, listening to Black Flag. Yeah. It's good times, you know. And yeah. uh, I remember Jay Liff. You know Jay Liff. Yeah, he would tell me fun high school stories of of of, of bringing like IB demos and. And stuff like that to his high school, and they'd be listening to it, cranking yeah. their cars and stuff. Oh yeah, that's cool stuff, man. I, that, that I, is, I just man. don't know if that happens. I don't think that happens anymore. I, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure either. I mean, I, I, I don't know. The, you never know. You yeah. never know. I, I mean, I, I'm not in high school anymore, thankfully, because I don't think I'd last. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I, I. I don't think I would either. Um, so. What do you do during the day? Do you have a job? What do you what like? What do you do? Um, 
Well, right now I'm on um, white hair maintenance. Um, I am constantly plucking white hairs out of my ears <laughs> and trimming white hairs in my nostrils. I know all um, about that. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm I'm in the art field. I I had a job for many years. I got laid off during COVID, so I'm oh. I'm still you know looking for uh, for a permanent position. But yeah, during the day, I, I just pet my cat and watch YouTube videos. All right. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what what in the art field? Um, graphic artist. I mean, I've been in production for a long time. I was uh, doing packaging for. Uh, supermarkets and i was doing packaging for craft foods nice. and packaging for party supplies you know making you know also doing um, products and shit like that you know it was fun but i was there for like 10 years and then so what uh you worked in what in design and things like that not in design i was a photoshop illustrator guy okay so you're a photoshop dude this is oh, good I love photoshop okay so this is good to know because if i have a job with a lot of production where you have to <laughs> convert things to JPEG and do like, uh, like I wouldn't do it. I'm going to call you. All right. I'm up for it. Yeah, no man. This I is, got the suite. This, is good. I mean, See, I, uh, this, this conversation could lead to some work for you. Cool. I uh, I'm it. in a bit of a slow period right now, but uh, you know, I'm a, Everybody web is. I'm a web developer and um, it doesn't, it's not worth it to me and my business, the way my business model is to yeah. process a hundred photos yeah. Photoshop, you know, you know, do some light adjustments and thing curve yep. adjustments and stuff. But I, I hear you. I can hand that off, dude. So this no is problem. good to know. Yeah. Um, of course. All right, man. So listen, uh, we've been on for a while. Everybody seems yeah. to love it. We got a lot of comments. Um, they're waiting for the funny parts and it didn't happen yet. I know. Cause we got all <laughs> philosophical and stuff, which I think is great. Um, yeah. Uh, Ron, listen, uh, you're, you're, you know, Ron is, um, me and Ron share a love of, the, of, of Chrysler products. Yes. So, yes, you guys do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, um, he's the man, dude. He writes such great riffs. Uh, it's like. Likewise, think, you do as well, brother. Thank you. I think you guys need to be, you guys need, you guys need to be bigger than you are, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but. You know how that goes. You I know, know how. Like, believe me, I got a tour, and we're I know, old. We don't I know how it goes. Anymore. How do you? Is is if you had your way, would you tour as much as possible? Not now. No. Not now. No. Um, back in the day, probably yes, but I opted for a career in art instead, so I had a backup plan. Right. I really didn't want to go half cocked, and you know try to to make that the band aspect work and then you know then the band's not working anymore and then i got no i got no skills i'm 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 unemployable what am i gonna do i think that's an important i think that's an important thing to talk about um yeah that you need a fallback oh absolutely man absolutely i mean because you can't play music forever no you think you can but you really can't and uh so especially down like now in this this weird slump that the industry has fallen into, a lot of guys are suffering hard and, and they were forced to do a lot of things that they might not have wanted to do. And even, you know, some guys would fall back on like, let's say, I don't know, waiting tables and shit. There were no restaurants open, yeah. so they couldn't do that. Right. They couldn't cook for anybody right. or serve or do any right. little thing that they did to get by in between touring. So it, it is fucking rough. 
You know, I, I, I came about it a different way and it, you know, it worked out, but, um, I quit a job. I quit a job as a creative director at an ad agency in New York city. Very high paying job. I, I quit to start my own business so I could play in a band. Yeah. 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 And tour. You know, uh -huh. and um, it took a lot of work and it took a lot of sacrifice. Believe me, I lived in, I bought a house, I had bought a house when I was working at this ad agency. I bought a house and then I decided I needed to be out on my own, quit my job and get the band to work and all that because that was my dream. And, you know, I was living in a house with no furniture and just a <laughs> mattress on the floor and a TV on the floor for like a year and a half or two years wow. as yeah. I struggled to start my own business. Uh-huh. And it just seemed to work, and you know, it's not all perseverance. It's a lot of perseverance. It's not yeah. all perseverance, but it worked out where now I have my own business and I have two employees and, and I can tour whenever I want. I know, and I, I love still, that. And, and that's my thing. And you know what? In, in a couple of years, I'm not, you know, in five, six years, I'm just physically, my body will not let me tour. You know, yeah. I want to I get it in, you know. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, dude. Ron's all about it, too. I mean, Ron would love to tour. If we could tour more, I, I know we would. But uh, my job was always holding us back because I would only get two weeks, two, yeah. three weeks, yeah. things like that. And and then I would have to eat it all up. And then, you know, you got to deal with the fighting with the woman about how, you know, what the fuck? We don't go anywhere. All your time goes to the band, you know, and, and that's a big thing, too. You know, you got to. It is. It is. It, Got to balance it out. It is a big thing. I, listen, I've been married for almost 13 years. Um, thankfully, my wife's a musician. Oh, so, so she understands yeah. that I need to play music and, and make me happy. But, you know, I still pay the bills. Not yeah. all the bills. Listen, she, my, my, my wife makes a ton of money. Yeah, um, yeah. She does very well. But, but I don't slack when we're on the road. My wife just, no, I heard that 15. Correct. My wife just came in and said almost 15 years, <laughs> 15, best 15 years of my life. I have to say, um, <laughs> so good. You forgot, right? So good. I forgot. You see, I mean, this is why I love her. She comes in and she fucking busts my chops, you know, well, but anyway, um, behind any great man, there's a greater woman. Exactly. And, and, and you got to appreciate that anyway. Um, let's wrap it up. Oh, wait, she's going to make another yeah. comment. What? I love that you gave me props after you forgot. <laughs> God, I can't win. I can't fucking win. Anyway. You can't. Um, you can never win. Yeah, no, I know that already. Don't try. No, my first, my, the first two words in my vocabulary are, I'm sorry. So yeah. that's the secret to a happy life. Just know the words, I'm sorry. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, dude, thanks a lot. This was great. Anytime, dude. You know that. Yeah, we'll have you back. We'll have you back. I'd love to get you and Ron because I'm sure it will be hilarious. Yes. Well, um, you know, Ron will just do all the talking, so maybe we'll just set one up where it's just Ron. All right. Yeah, I'd like to get. I'd like to get Ron's take. You. You have a great take. Um, you're you're a talented dude, and you're a great human oh, being. Dude. And um, having you having you on the session is a real honor. I'm glad. I'm glad I got to get to you. We finally got it together. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. Computer issues. Um. Yeah, I know. 
I was supposed to be on when? Back in uh, December? Yeah, we started talking about it. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. we got you on, dude. And um, yeah. by, by the looks of the comments, man, I got a lot of comments here. Everybody's really enjoying it. And um, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Go pet your Thank you for having me. Do yeah. whatever you got to do. <laughs> well, I'm going to go party now. There you go. Know. Love your brother. Thanks so much. Really appreciate Love it. Love you too, Seriously, my man. man. Have a good night. All right. Talk you to too. you later. Be All good. Right, Bye. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys. Danny from Malignancy. Uh, that was awesome, right? We had a good time with him. Thanks uh, for all the questions. We'll hang on for a couple of minutes, and then we're, we're out of here. Um, gonna walk, gonna eat some dinner and shit like that. Um, thanks for joining us. It was a great sesh. Um, if you guys have any questions, shoot them over, um, and I'll try to answer them. Um, I see questions are popping up. I'm having a little technical difficulty here. I'll get that fixed because I hear, I hear uh, questions popping up. So i um, trying to get it back. Um, there we go. Uh, what's for dinner? Uh, what's for dinner, Chris? Drew, I don't want to, like, break your um, – usually I eat something good, but I've been on a diet for the past, uh, I guess, a month. I'm down about 12 pounds. Um, so tonight's dinner is just soup. It's not really exciting. So, um, sorry, dude. I wish it was more exciting, but, uh, soup's, soup's on for dinner. Tomorrow is a big barracuda day. I'm restoring my center console in my car. That's going to be fun. My wife's going to help me. So that should be good. Um, get my car out, man. I got to get my car out. So, uh, uh, Brandon asks, where's the burger God? Uh, I cannot give you specifics as to where the burger God is, but we will get some more. Listen, Chris makes the best fucking hamburgers ever. Yeah, I, you guys need to try it. I, we wanted to go on tour and open up a food truck to make money because Chris makes such good burgers. Um, he'll be back next week. So, um, you know, uh, Andrew, I showed Chris the, the Sesh shirt and he was impressed. I'm glad. Um, if you guys want actually buy a Smoke Sesh shirt, go to internal-bleeding.com and then go to the store and you can buy Smoke Sesh shirts, which I think are great, you know, because people will wonder what the fuck is a Smoke Sesh. So anyway, um, Roy, am I? Uh, yeah, dude, I am a Mopar guy. I own a, um, right now, I own a 2015 Challenger RT Hemi. And my pride and joy, which is sitting in the garage right now, is a 1968 Plymouth Barracuda Formula S, 344 speed, fully restored. I spent about 15 years restoring it. So, yeah, I'm a Mopar guy. I always will be a Mopar guy, but um, I love all muscle cars. Um, just happen to love Mopars more, but Buick, Chevy, AMC, Pontiac, they all make great cars. They just don't make cars like they used to. Um, my Barracuda is completely irresponsible. I mean, it's so funny. I took my Barracuda to uh, um, my my young my oldest son wrote a a a biography of the Plymouth Corporation, which was a car company for those of you who don't know. And I brought my car up to the school for a show and tell about a Plymouth car. And it blew my mind that 
the kids at the school didn't uh, looked at the cranks on the windows and didn't realize that you had to crank the windows to open them, crank the windows to close them. They didn't know what the gear shifter was. They didn't know why there was a clutch pedal. Um, my car doesn't have air conditioning. You know, they didn't, they didn't understand that. They barely understood that there were no seatbelts in the car or airbags. It was an amazing thing, and I love the irresponsibility of muscle cars. It was all horsepower and zero responsibility and pure freedom. And um, they basically, the, the, the car company left it up to you to be responsible with the car that you had. And that's the way I think it should be. We should all be free and um, whatever. So that's the way it is, you know. Um, I'm a throwback. I don't know what to, I don't know what else to say. So, um, Roy, I'm glad you love them too, brother. Um, they just don't build them like they used to, man. Now every car is, I'm going to go on a tangent here. And if you guys want to sign off, you can, but every car today starts, the design process starts in a wind tunnel instead of a, somebody's imagination where back in the sixties, the design started in somebody's imagination and, it was a real credit to the artist who designed the car, and they were they were they were pieces of rolling art. Now, the wind tunnel de uh, just determines everything, and it's just it sucks. That's just my opinion. So, anyway, um, all right. So it's six twenty-eight. Two more minutes. Anybody got any IB questions in the last two minutes? I'll answer them while I smoke the cigar, and then I'm going to sign off. Um, just a personal note to everybody watching thanks to all um old and new fans that have been there either from the beginning or just joining up with ib i can't tell you how much it means to me that you guys and gals have uh i don't know had our back for all these years man it's just a great feeling i can't express the gratitude i just can't express the gratitude um when I die, I hope you all show up at my funeral and have a big fucking party <laughs> and drink a lot of beer, smoke cigars, and, um, you know. Uh, Brandon asks, do Alien Breed next time we play live. That is on the roster to play. So we will do Alien Breed eventually. Um, right now we're in new album mode, so I don't know about learning new songs right now. So, um, um, you know. We'll see what happens, you know? Okay, so dumbass question. Who wrote the lyrics to Anointed in Servitude? It's not a dumbass question. Okay, so the lyrics to Anointed in Servitude were originally written by Wallace Milton, but when we recorded Perpetual Degradation and we threw Wallace out of the band, we couldn't understand half of what he wrote, so I had to go back and read like the Necromonicon or whatever it's called. And I had to read a bunch of other books to learn some of the terminology he was talking about. And I had to make the lyrics cohesive because Wallace had just thrown a bunch of stuff together. So basically Anointed was written by me and Wallace. Um, Wallace gets the credit for, um, he gets the credit for the big line. I command thee to rip up the dead. He wrote that. Um, but, uh, kind of a weird collaboration because I had to fix what he did. So, um, you know, that's kind of how it does. Uh, 
Madison or Chicago need the IB fix. Dude, we want to get back to Chicago so bad. I need to play Reggie's again, and I need to have their wings. So, um, you know, that's it. Uh, Roy, 65 to 73. That's the exact time period I'm talking about, dude. Um, I would go 65 to 71, but 73 works too. Um, those are the years for my cars. Oh, shit. Roy had a 73 Challenger. I had a 73 Barracuda, dude, in, in baby shit brown. The color was, it looked like baby shit brown, but the color was autumn metallic brown. Uh, 340, four-speed. I love that car. Um, that was a great car. That's an awesome car, man. I, too bad you didn't keep it. So, um, What else? Well, man, you guys don't stop talking. I love it. So. Is there a dream engineer you'd like to produce an IB record? Now, that's a good question. Um, probably, I mean, he's a little outdated, but probably Terry Date. Terry Date did Life of Agony and stuff like that. Um, I think he got a really thick guitar sound. I think, um, I think he would do a great job on one of our albums. I would love that. Um, but I don't know. We don't get the budgets to afford like a real producer. But Joe Sincata's awesome, dude. He's, uh, you know, he doesn't have Terry Date's name, but Joe Sincata fucking understands metal. And, um, I mean, he did a great job on Corrupting Influence. It was fucking amazing what he did. He captured exactly what IB is about, um, which was we wanted to sound like a live band playing in the studio. We didn't want to sound overproduced, and he nailed it, man. He nailed that that five guys jamming in a fucking studio sound, and that's what we want. We don't want overproduced crazy. We want as close to what our live sound is as possible, and um, Joe nailed it, man, and that's great. So, uh, you know. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, Tossi, I didn't know Terry Date did Far Beyond Driven. That explains the fucking thick as fuck guitar tone, you know. So, um, wow, Brandon, this is a this is a, a wonderful comment. Thank you. I'm glad we changed your life for the better. It's a really great thing. Um, oh, remind us of the next. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're set to go into the studio on May first and second to record. If you guys watch the beginning of the show, there's a demo that we play. We're going to be recording that. The song is called Overthrow Creation. We're going to record that single and we're going to do a video for it. Um, I don't know when the video and the single will come out, but that's when we're recording. So it's like a month and a half away. We're pretty excited about that. So, um, you know, that'll be fun. And um, I think I'm going to sign off now. Um, love you guys. Thank you all for joining us. Um, Chris will be back next week, and the com comedy will continue. I know I'm not the big comedy. I need Chris for my comedy routine. So uh, love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, um, and we'll see you next week. I uh, hope you're there. The weather's getting nice. We'll be outside. Um, grab a drink. Join us and have a good time, you know? Love you all. Seriously, love you all. I can't wait to see every one of you on the road. If you're a Smoke Sesh watcher and you uh, have never seen us play live, make sure you come up to us 
Tell us you watched a smoke sesh, you know, all that shit. Love to talk to you all, guys. Love you guys. Um, Vaughn, I want to get you on the smoke sesh. I know you're watching, brother. I want to get you on the smoke sesh. We got a lot to talk about. I'm going to PM you either after I get off or next week. I hope you can take a Saturday for a couple of hours and join us. Um, that's it. Love you guys. Watch the closing credits. I wrote the music.